Because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. Well, hey there, Robert. Been a while. How you doing, fella? Oh, good. Good, good, good. You're just talking to me about about drinking out of the Ganges. Yeah, that's right. You're going to India. Yeah. I heard that's yeah. the thing to do over there to not get sick. To drink out of drink Ganges? That, drink the purified Ganges water and you'll be all set. Oh, how about that? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll... I'll probably not do that because it sounds <laughs> a little nervous. I don't know, man. They seem to they seem to enjoy their pickle over in India. Uh, they or at least they had a couple. They had a couple uh, social media guys that that kind of got after it early in pickleball a few years ago. So I remember mm-hmm. all their posts and stuff about how you know they're they're into it over there. That's great. Yeah, and when uh, when we went over for the English Open. You know they had some of their players over there, and they're they're good players. It's, it's high level. I mean, I think uh, one of the guys got to the singles final, so singles yeah. was pretty impressive. Uh, doubles, doubles, they didn't go quite as deep, but uh, I mean, it's a good level, and like that's what I'm going over there to. I'm going over to train the the highest level players they have, and kind of get them up to speed a little bit. So it should be yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. So what what what's the connection, or how'd you get how'd you get into this? Uh, so it's through global sports, pickleball United, um, just guys I met over at the English open and guys I've been talking to a while, uh, pickleball United does all the, um, the rollout courts for the APP. So mm-hmm. I met, I met him in New York. Um, and yeah, I just kept in touch and, and chat a little bit more about things we could do together. And this is, this is one of them. So should Net- be fun. networking, Robert networking, key to hey. life. Just wheeling and dealing, you know, shaking hands, uh-huh. not shaking babies, shaking hands. Oh, well, speaking hugging of shaking, babies, hugging babies. Yeah. Shaking yeah. babies, hugging babies, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's one in the other room. I might, might go grab them at some point just to let you know. I sure hope you do. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, ask you just a thoughtful, in-depth question and I'm going to go grab them at some point. We'll oh, just keep perfect. that. We'll I'm just, excited. we'll just, yeah, we'll keep that on the string. He's, he's, he's doing, he's doing great. So and, Rob, and did pro- you? Prof is not, prof is not working today. She's home. Uh, she's home until about ten fifteen, and then she's working. And then she's working. So and my then, sca- and then God. you go full full dad mode. God dang, I'm domesticated as hell, Rob. You like are my schedule. Are. So so it was okay. So Monday she has she has night class. Yeah. So from Monday, granted it wasn't a hundred percent with the baby, probably seventy percent with the baby. I did things from seven thirty a.m. to ten thirty p.m. Yep. Yeah, that's f- fifteen hours, Rob. Of, of I you did time. stuff. No, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I didn't hang out in between. I didn't, yeah. you know, put in an hour iPad session or watch some Netflix. I, I did stuff for fifteen straight hours, and I'm just not quite sure how I feel about that. It's that's a it's quite it's a it's a one eighty from the life you've mm. led. Mm. Let me tell you about that. Absolutely true. But how is how is how is dad life? Well, I mean, he's I mean, he's like literally. Like I know everyone says this about their own baby, but I feel like it's even more true with ours that he's very cute. And if he was not very cute and very smiley, it would be more difficult than it is. So that does help the situation. But yes, like you said, Rob, it's just uh, it's just like your day is basically like six or seven two hour cycles. He he does. It's the same routine. You can't break the cycle. Everything's about him. Uh, you, I, like, I am so far down on the totem pole. We only have three people living here, but I feel like I'm number 14th. Uh, so it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things. And I think that's how it is, uh, 
especially early on uh, with the baby. And so here we are. I mean, if, if all I had to do was take care of a baby, I think I could do it pretty easily. But when you combine that with other life tasks, being in a committed relationship, working, taking care of house stuff, it's, it's pretty damn overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Here you are weathering the storm, mm-hmm. podcasting on a whatever day this is, and just just not giving up. That's right. And I think most people would uh, describe me as a resilient go-getter, Rob. Uh, uh, you know, kind of in that range somewhere. So this is very odd stuff, I would have to say. <laughs> resilient go-getter. I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to fight that. I'm not fighting <laughs> it. Not going to fight it. Not going to fight it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that's going on. So pre- pretty much super scheduled. We were a little more flexible with our hours. Uh, when we first started this podcast and yeah. uh, you know it's a little harder to line up these days but it's all good hey so rob rob i watched a little pickleball on sunday i was you know doing aggressive domesticated things in between yeah. uh but uh, i watched a little pickleball and there was an interesting score line in your men's doubles match on the app tour as it was 11 0 11 0 i believe the kids refer to that as a double pickle is that correct a double pickle yeah yeah Double pickle. Um, double bagel makes still makes more sense to me because pickles look like ones. So True. I would always think a double pickle would be like 11-1-11-1. But hey, a pickle, whatever the kids want to call it. So yeah, 11-0-11-0. It was, um, it was a shellacking. It, 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 I mean, people are like, did, did the match actually happen? Did they retire? Did they cramp? Did they pull out? Did they, was it a, was it a withdrawal? Like, was it just a walkover? No, we played every point. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so good. We, we played every point and uh, I still don't really know what happened other than the fact that um we didn't miss very much and they missed a little bit more and it somehow came out to be O and O. There you go. And not a shabby team either. It's not like you were playing, you know, two, four fives out there down Scarper, very quality team. Uh, yeah. Often, you know, randomly we'll get a big win, but often push some of the best teams uh, close, you know, eight, a lot, lot of nines and sevens, eights and eights against some of the big boys when they do decide to play a PPA. So pretty shocking, scoreline uh, but i always talk about how you know you don't you don't play your best pickle very at a very high percentage and you have to kind of figure it out on those other days so i think uh you fellas might have been firing on all cylinders and, and they were playing <laughs> on the lower end of that spectrum and uh here we are yeah and i think so we played them second round um in the main and it was, I mean, they were up 7-1 in game one. We ended up getting it 11-9. It was like 9-5. and five. Like you said, like a score line that you could expect, right? Where they, they, you know, they play, they play good teams really tough, sometimes beat really good teams. I mean, they beat, they beat uh, Brendan Long and Stefano Verne 11-1 in the third to get to us. So, I mean, that's a quality win. Um, but. Yeah, it just didn't happen on Sunday. <laughs> it, just, it just didn't happen on Sunday. And I really I really only caught about five minutes of it. And my favorite part about all of it is 11-1-9-0, just Andre aggressively looking at you with crazy eyes, yeah. kind of pointing at you like not to let up no matter what the scoreline is. And I think yeah. that's a pretty, pretty, a pretty big indicator of the type of competitor that he is. Yeah, I don't think there's, I don't, uh, you know, I was talking about this with Malin and I, 
I don't think there's many uh, there's many teams that would have gone to 0 and 0. Like we were thinking, like with Tyson, you know, he'd probably like get the crowd involved with yeah, yeah, you know, with yeah. other like it would be like with Andre and I it was just like like our lives were on the line if we lost a point. <laughs> That's what it felt like, honestly, honestly. <laughs> It was well, just hey. like I was I was so mad. There's a side out at eleven oh ten oh. They got the serve back, and I'm like, they missed I, a serve. They missed a somebody missed a Scarpa. Serve. Scarpa missed a serve. <laughs> and 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 Andre's like, okay, Rob, we're back in business. Let's go. <laughs> we're back in business. <laughs> we're back in. We were out of business because we sent the ball back over to them at a twenty-one zero. Yeah, and uh, we're back in business now, so it's all good. Uh, no. It's- yeah, and then that. uh and then the, the in the post-match interview greg's like you know aj mccord asked greg a question and he's like trying to explain what happened out there and the can't you can't see it on camera but andre's standing to my left you know as we're all lined up talking doing this interview and andre can't stop laughing like he's dying <laughs> he's dying like he's turning he's turning away from the camera he can't stop laughing i'm like dude get it together he's like How's he trying to explain this loss? Like he's well, like I mean, he can't explain this loss. I mean, he has Andre's to. Dying. Though. Like, Andre's I mean, dying laughing. He's on camera, and she asked him the question, and he's just fumbling over his words, and Andre's <laughs> dying. Oh, it's so it's just so good, uh, just so good. Anyway, yeah. congratulations, you guys have yeah. been having some really really solid success. Uh, you know, whenever I'm turning on the TV, you get you're you're in the mix. You're you're doing damage, and that's that's good stuff. Yeah, played with a new paddle too. I I just first got it on Thursday, and then I was like, you know what? I'll just play with this on Friday, Saturday, see what happens. It's, what what uh, was it? It's the Control Air the oh. Lux, the Lux L U X X. It's a thick boy. It's uh, 20, 20 millimeters thick. Twenty. And like the main two are fourteen, sixteen, correct? Yeah, she's yeah. real Ooh. thick. She's real and uh dj young would like her i'm not uh, okay sorry god is that too much was that too much <laughs> love you dj For, forever young dj forever young forever young um no i i like it. i i thought it would be like i mean it's definitely soft and softer than the power air but i didn't feel like i lost that much pop to the point where it wasn't worth doing it so i was like i'll just i'll just run it and see what happens and yeah it felt good yeah, last, last last thing. We're not we're not going to harp on this too much. We've already harped on it ten minutes, which yeah know, feels felt right. Uh, I Rob, I've played lots of tournaments and played lots of very good players, and I have I have felt very very helpless on the pickleball court many times where yeah. I just what, what do I do? I don't Nothing know what to do. do. I'm yeah. I'm going yeah, yeah. to lose. And Rob, those matches are always five and one. Yeah, they're always four and two. So yeah, O and O is tough. Love you, Scarpa and Dow, but you know it's it is what it is. We've all been I mean, there before. Maybe Honestly. not exactly been there before, but you know what I'm saying. But but great tournament, dude. Like a like a, like <laughs> honestly, like a silver, silver, a silver, silver, silver beating. They beat good. They beat good teams too. Um, yeah. and and honestly, the most impressive. I thought I didn't like it was pretty hot and humid. It's Atlanta. It was it was 85 and humid. Mm-hmm. And you know, a couple weeks before we were playing Dow and Scarpa. Scarpa had to basically take a medical timeout because he was cramping. So the fact that they were able to, I think they won eight, seven or eight matches on saturday and didn't didn't go down like you know withheld like you know withstood the heat and and got there i mean yeah, yeah. good tournament guys good tournament yeah scarpa just, scarpa's just, a sweater just, he's a big sweater he, dude yeah, they they delayed they, they delayed a match after their match because the lines were too slick because yeah, because of yeah, a sweat I've, I've slipped on my own lines from my own sweat <laughs> before so I, I i respect that about you scarpa uh uh yeah, so so uh we have is that 
has that been the only tournament in between MLP? It's only been it's only been yeah, a week and it's a just half. been a yeah. week in between, yeah, a week, yeah. A week or so. Yeah, so MLP, uh, we had that in Peachtree Corners, Atlanta, and I uh, just got a tidbit of information here is that the next MLP is moving to Dallas from California. Oh, hot off the press! So it'll be back to back Dallas tournaments with uh, the PPA uh, Nationals second and the and then the second mlp uh after right before that? that no oh, before, before that. that so the mlp will be before and then they will have the the ppa nationals so i like i like that i'm gonna be in houston the week prior to mlp for an app so there you, you go know, adam stone's adam stone's homeland mm-hmm. and That's then the old, so the old stomping grounds I guess i'll just stay in texas for a little bit yeah it's what it looks like so uh, yeah, so that's that's an important note. And uh, where, where, where at the same place as Nationals? I think so. I, di- I didn't get that deep. It was just kind of a text and passing letting me know. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? Maybe I'm not even supposed to be talking about it, but whatever. Too late. Uh, too late. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, Peachtree Corners, uh, Atlanta, great facility. Uh, I had one of my very first tournaments there, actually, with, with some decent results four or five years ago. Uh, maybe longer at this point, but anyway, uh, MLP al- always doing it big, uh, great event. We had the SoCal Heart Eight winning the Challenger, and we had uh, who uh, the Orlando Squeeze winning the Premier. And I, I thought it was, you know, I, I watched quite a few matches and, and commentated quite a few. I, th- I thought the level was pretty high, and I thought the situational stuff was on the higher end, meaning less lopsided stuff, more dream breakers, some really tight 1919, 2020 type type points and type situations, which you don't always get uh, given the format. So I, I thought it went really well and I, and I enjoyed the level very much uh, in, in Atlanta. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, great venue. I think to me, it might be, to me, it's probably better than San Clemente, just the layout of it, the like, the ease of parking is a big deal. Um, you know, you're having to shuttle oftentimes at San Clemente because parking is an issue. I just, yeah, I like the bowl where you have the stadium court kind of like sunken below. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a great setup there. Uh, do you like it better in San Clemente or do you prefer San Clemente? It feels to me that the like the court layout and the space and the parking is better in Atlanta, but maybe the actual lifetime facility is better in san clemente is that yeah. is that is that true like the indoors and we had a little side bathroom if you have yeah. a credential that was really nice uh in san clemente so i think they they both have their i think the court layout and just the space that they have is, is pretty legit in atlanta uh it's yeah. a pretty 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 high-end usta facility i know they have a lot of tournaments there and they have a lot of court space so it's yeah. i mean it's it, all lifetimes i haven't been to a bad lifetime that's for sure so yeah. some some a little bit better than others but i think the facility's great yeah no, it was nice i'll be uh, it'll be curious to see how dallas goes because this is a pretty late in the game audible on yeah, uh, right. on sure. venue switch so um obviously it's if it if it is where nationals is going to be there's a ton of work going into it and a ton of planning and prep so um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Don't we'll, we'll let you guys know if there are more more details arise on that. But um, it's a late audible for that. You know what? You know what I was liking about Atlanta too, because I mean mm-hmm. I'm a little more tied into the entertainment and commentary side now than the actual play. Is that yeah. we had tropical 
Oh, Tropi yeah. Tropical was on the mic, and he was doing some of the intros and the MCing, and I I I, I liked it. I, Dude, I thought it was man. pretty good. Yeah, he's he, the he was like the luscious lefty CJ Klinger, and then you know he's got he's got all his little nicknames yep. and the bulletproof Bolivian guy cardio. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, for yeah, he did it at Beer City too, and he was he, it was awesome. I think like that's a good little like that. We need that. We we don't need the boring intros. We need like the you know he's 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 kind of intertwined because he does the the tropical stuff and i think i think it was awesome yeah and i think anyone that's doing that job is a pickleball person but like he he really lives it and breathes it he yeah. loves the players he always watches he he knows he knows a lot of stuff and you know he's got a lot of energy too which is a, a, a obviously very important for an mc or someone that's on court but i think it's a it's a big deal you know yeah. obviously yeah. you have the stream for the for the fans around the country, but in that moment, in that spot on championship court, it makes a big deal if you have a if you have a legit MC. So just wanted to mention that. So I thought he did a pretty good job, especially for his first time. Yeah, he did a great job. And I talked to him at the end of the end of one of the days, and he's just like, "Man, my voice is going." It's uh, I mean, that's a long day is for for mm -hmm. that kind of role, dude. Where you're just mm -hmm. one after another, match, match, match. I mean, I commentary too, dude. Commentary is mentally exhausting. You know, yeah, man, you, you can't take you can't take a point off you like you have to be on like so. So big props to you, Mr. Adamstone, because that's not an easy job. Yeah, no, man, it, it is mentally trying. And, you know, sometimes I'm I got like four hours of a B plus or a game and then it kind of dips after yeah. that four hours. So you got to try to hold it together. And I was able to get out on court for a couple of hard eights matches and that hurt the voice quite a bit as well as I just can't like I'm conscious of it. I'm like, you have two more days to commentate, but I can't help myself, you know, when I'm on the sideline yelling. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think's more like on those long grindy commentary days? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's do you think color is tougher or do you think um you know what, what's the main one called the... i mean i, I uh, uh we have co color analyst which are kind yeah. of the same thing i guess and yeah. then you have i don't even know i should probably know the lingo i've been doing this for a year or two now so uh i would say it's it's tough because some of the lead-ins and takeaways and you have to mention sponsors and like say for michelle mcmahon for instance you know she is not doing the color of the analyst she yeah leads in and takes it away and like sometimes the guy is like talking in her ear while she's talking yeah and she has to like kind of pivot on the fly yeah. on the fly and that is not easy at all yeah. so i think that that i think it's pretty similar because i don't have that responsibility and i know yeah. i can have to worry about the lead-ins and the takeaways but i have to you know see what's happening and try to say something meaningful which is very very difficult to do so yeah uh different but yeah i, I yeah, think i think the better ahead. you get at the stuff like michelle mcmahon and cameron Irwin do like it's it's more not that i i just feel like it it's you do the it's more repetitive you know what i mean yeah. like you 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 kind of have it on autopilot a little bit but obviously like you said you get stuff in your ear you have to make adjustments you have to remember certain things like uh yeah both both sound challenging yeah no it, it definitely is and i mean are you enjoying it still Rob, you're kind of a natural. You jumped on the mic at Beer City Open, just saying it was just like two peas in a pod. Us well, there. I feel like I feel like colors, um, color is going to be pretty easy for anybody that has a that can talk. Like that, yeah, that's no. that's that's reasonably <laughs> articulate. That has like a mind for the game. Sure, like yeah. that. 
which I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not as common as we feel like it is, but um, I, I had a lot of fun with it. And I think the color stuff's fun because you just get to talk about what you see on court. Whereas the other stuff is like the, the big boys and girl pants, which is <laughs> much more difficult. Yeah. And I mean, I, and, and I do both. So yeah. I, I try to have some humor, not too much, have some analysis, not too much. You, you know, you just want to balance everything out. Uh, yeah. Try to, not talk during the point, which is super difficult in pickleball. Yeah. So it's, it, it, you can't keep everyone happy. Someone's going to be upset with something that you do, but just trying to have a little bit of everything and not too much of anything, if that's possible. But no, yeah. I, I am still enjoying it. It is fun and it, it does get maybe just slightly easier each time you kind of build up, you know, build up situations in your mind that you've been through and you can kind of pivot and go different ways where, you know, the first handful of times you're doing it, you you get stuck occasionally and and whatever. So it's, uh, it's fun, uh, but it's, but it's taxing. And I I just really like being able to describe maybe there, there's certain things when you're watching a pickleball match that are spectacular and you know, they are, but I like the idea of, describing to a casual fan some of the other stuff and how difficult it is and how hard it is for these players uh, to make some of these shots uh, and, and some of the mental stuff as well. And and I think that that's important to to relay to, to, to the fans. Yeah. Do you put any thought into I don't, I don't mean to get onto like a commentary no, no, thread here, but but obviously <laughs> I t- talked about this last episode where nobody's watching. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're all this money's being thrown around and nobody's watching nobody like 500 people on the APP live stream, not, not incredibly large amounts on the MLP live stream, not big numbers on the PPA live stream. Um, so it, it feels like it's the diehards, right. That are, that are watching the people that are, you know, that know, live and breathe pro pickleball and, you know, that want to watch it and want to like keep up with what's happening. It's not the casual viewer that's flipping through YouTube or whatever that finds it maybe on CBS sports network right. or that's, something that's... like ESPN two, ESPN plus, whatever. But are you trying, are you consciously trying to like, are you talking to that audience? Like, are you talking to, are you explaining what pickleball is to the cat to like to a live stream on YouTube or are you just, going more of like, they already know what this is. I'm going to talk about more, more of the in-depth stuff. Yeah. So that's, it's important to know. So if you're on YouTube, you know, you can, you can get away with a little more specific stuff, but when we do transfer over and sometimes this is something that I, I, I need to be better at, uh, is that to know exactly the audience and the cater. And I do that a little bit, but probably not as well as I should. So, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you have to explain some basic stuff and like the diehards are like, if they, they talk about the dimensions of the court again or some, or something, yeah. whatever, then they kind of lose it. But you have to do that when you're on tennis channel, CBS sports, some of the other networks yeah. uh, where the, it's more casual fans. Now, if it's just a straight up YouTube audience, you can be more specific because you said it is the diehards and, and, and they do know some of the lingo. So you can say words and not have to explain them afterwards. So it, yeah. it, it, I think it's an important part of it, actually, uh, and one that I, I should be better at. One thing I caught myself doing in Beer City um, was like when we were watching some, I, I would say like J-Dub or I would say, right, right. you know, are you are like, should you be saying just the player's last name or does it create some kind of like connection to the players for the audience if you right. say J-Dub or Dylan or whatever? 
Yeah, no, it's important. And I, a couple of times I went over to grandstand and I said DLR for, you know, De La Rosa. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's interesting though. It does kind of give them a, they're like, Oh, like nicknames are fun. Nicknames are fun. They, They are. And it makes you think you maybe know them a little bit better and it's a little playful for the, for the commentator as well. So that's, that's yeah. a good point. Uh, but I started calling him Daniel De La Rosa after I did that a couple of times, just because, yeah. you know, I'm talking, I, I say something somewhat insightful and then I throw out a DL, DLR and they have no idea who I'm talking <laughs> about. So, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty important to do. Oh my, look, Oh, 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 look at here, Rob. That is right in front of our house. That is a copperhead. In oh the my street. god, dude! Copperhead in the street. I just got this from Prof. Dude, dude. yeah. Copperheads yeah. are scary, right? They're they're yeah. poisonous. They're bad. Yes, copperheads are very poisonous. Uh, they say it's for an adult. You're just most likely going to get swollen. It's not going to do any real damage. But I, I I don't like that. I want to I want to go kill that. What if you're already swollen? Hmm. Damn, I did not see that question. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't get the question, and I was not expecting the harm to come up there either. So, Jesus. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Copperhead. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what are you commentating next? Okay, so I'm doing both the MLP and the Nationals. So I will MLP. be in Dallas for quite some time as well. Yeah. Uh, we, let's I'm talk actually... about Nationals real quick, okay. Adam. Sure, sure, um, sure, sure. It's a different – Like I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm not going – um, it's, I've played a lot of pickleball this year and that's not something I wanted to do. Um, and I'll just leave it there. Um, <laughs> what is the format? Because I saw, I saw somebody sent me like a spreadsheet of it and it's like, you're playing one round of men's doubles on one day, the next round, the next day you're playing round one of mix on the same, like it's, it's a, do you not know about this? Oh gosh. I'm, I know nothing. All I know is like they're. Dude. Pickleball Boulevard, they're playing the longest game and like the $6 million or whatever, the stuff that Dave Fleming says on the broadcast. That's all I know. Dude, dude. so they're doing like, like let's call it, I don't know if this is the right date, but let's call it Monday. They're doing first round of men's, first round of mixed, first round of singles. And the next day they'll do second round of, second round. So like, dude, if you're a, um, like, you can't, you got to, basically everybody has to plan on being there for, for more than just their event day, you know, like where before, if you're just playing, if you're just playing, call it men's singles, you only have to be there for that one day. Now you have to try to plan out how long you're going to be there based on what round you think you're going to get to. So it's, it's, it's interesting logistically. And I don't, I also don't, I just don't know if I like that. Um, it's, it's obviously more tennis esque and yes. we know that I'm anti going towards tennis, anything in pickleball mm-hmm. because it's a different sport, but yeah, I'll be curious to see how that goes. I mean, I guess props for mixing it up. I don't know if you should do it for nationals, but maybe do it do it for a random PPA. But uh, yeah, no, I yeah, I got you. And I, I think nationals has always traditionally been a little bit of a longer tournament with the split age and some of the other stuff yeah. early on. So maybe because of that, that would be a time to try it. But yeah, it is interesting, and I don't know. I I, I would have to think a little bit deeper on whether I like or dislike that. Um, but yeah, they're 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 mixing it up and they're trying to change something. So, I yeah, why not? Why not? And at, it's three out of five single single elim too, I believe, right? Oh no, man, 
for the commentator, yeah. I don't I don't know of the event. I don't know a whole lot, do I? Adam's uh, like, yeah. I'll get a I'll get a spreadsheet the day before and I'll yeah. have it locked down. Locked in, locked in. That's yeah. that's exactly right. But I mean those those yeah. players, they're playing the PPA, they gotta be there for 10 days in Dallas. So yeah. I mean, unless they want to go home in between, which the way you're describing it is not really an option. So uh no. yeah, that's a that's a big time. And uh if you have another job issue and commitment for for nationals and possibly some tournaments moving forward if if this this format catches yeah um yeah so you got a little break then before you're back to back to work yeah i got dink for pink this weekend in savannah that? that's savannah oh yeah dude yeah. they were they changed it they were gonna do like a money tournament they changed it to like a pro-am right that's yeah, what so Dow was saying yeah so i think they have like four i think they have four pro teams okay uh, and they're going to do a round robin and then play the the finals on Saturday night at six thirty or seven under the lights. And I'm that's going to be a party. And I'm going to have some adult beverages and I'm going to be the referee slash MC for the event. And I'm going to like toe the line of annoying the players. That's the plan. Yeah, that's got to be that's got to be one of the most fun clubs in the country, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Right, oh, yeah. like it, it, Saturday, so dude, that sounds that sounds like a that like gets me excited thinking about it. Saturday night, six thirty under the lights, mm-hmm. like the the atmosphere there is going to be actually sick. It's going to be so yeah. fun. Yeah, like nine. Say there's five hundred people there. Ninety four point two percent are intoxicated. It's going to yeah. be. It's just. It's just the. It's just that energy, that Savannah energy that they always bring when I go there. I kind of yeah. describe it. It's like Friday night in Vegas. Yeah, everyone, no, I mean, you're not wrong. Everyone is happy. Everyone yeah. has probably traveled from their shitty life. They are there Friday with their friends. They're dressed up. They're having a good time. I mean, they're not going to be dressed up at the Savannah Golf Club, but you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it's it's just the energy and the personalities of everyone and the vibe is very good in Savannah and uh, just a little light comparison there. And I think the buildup, right? Like people have been like people like I I remember hearing about this last year, and I, like it's it's a big buildup to this thing. Like it's like it's it's the place to be on the East Coast on on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, it just the truth. I mean, they it's there's a good bit of eating and drinking uh, yeah. in in Savannah, and I'm I'm getting there Friday, and I'm gonna play for a couple hours because I know the next yeah, 48 are. hours are gonna destroy my body. So yeah. I'm just gonna get a little little bit of exercise in before I uh, uncontrollably eat and do a little drinking as well yeah just a little yeah uh, who, who are the pro teams do you know i don't i know rafa hewitt's gonna be there kyle yates uh there's one they lost two. to they lost to dow and scarpa last year in the final badly badly yeah. it was it was kind of role reversal where scott uh, dow and scarpa i'm not sure missed a ball i was there watching yeah. i was just like jesus these guys have not missed a ball this whole match so yeah. there's some very much some legit pros some solid 5-0 locals and uh, I think like John Davison and a couple people, maybe from Northern Florida, that might come up that are you know kind of at that five zero level. So uh, yeah, it should be it should be a fun event, and I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk some crap, and it'll be a good old time. Nice. So Dink for Pink, then MLP and Nationals. Look at you go. I'm going to I'm going to Dallas tomorrow for the Dallas APP. Speaking okay. of Dallas, and then um, off to India for basically a week and then back and then a little break before I go to Houston, the Texas two step with India with India in between. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah. When India calls you go, you know, no, I agree with that. I've not been 
to I haven't been anywhere over there. So yeah. been to Europe, South America, and I would like to go is, over in that area. I know Prophecy Adventure of the two uh -huh. of you. Is India on her list? I don't think it's like super high. It's yeah. certainly not off her list, but it's not something that I, I think she she really wants to go to Antarctica. Yeah. And she wants to do I mean she's she's got a list. That, what do you that feel about Antarctica, Adam? No, I I, I like it. I mean, yeah. I like the I like the idea of it. Yeah. Um not many people have been there. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So and she's you know, she's always like thinking long term, next level, like it might not be the same in 30 years or 20 years, which is true, which yeah. is true. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen, but it's just funny that that's the way she thinks. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that's why it's so high on her list because it might not be the same in 30 years. It might be so, gone. It might be melting. It might be, it might be totally gone. <laughs> right? It might just be ocean. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so that, that's, yeah, that's, that's the list. I, I don't think we're going to be doing any hardcore traveling for the next few years though. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I hear traveling with a baby's fun. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good joke bro. that's a good joke yeah so okay last thing about mlp let me just yeah. give a shout out to, to my hard eights who, who played great and the uh challenger uh went undefeated throughout had some very tight matches a couple dream breakers in the in the semifinals and the finals but uh uh the team the team was very solid throughout no no weak links and of course uh the ladies played great i mean that's our first and second pick but a shout out to the fellas who i think out earned their draft slots at the third round pick of cj Klinger yeah. and the fourth round pick of todd folk so congratulations to all four players uh the the, the heavy hidden ladies and the guys that stepped it up and that was that was the recipe for us to to play well yeah and I think we've kind of dude. I think Ava Ava Radzikowska is just such a rock, dude. She she's three of built four, for, three yeah, three of four, dude. <laughs> she's built for this, you know. She's she's been so good in this format, and um, I think I think just really level headed mentally, pretty strong mentally. It makes a lot of balls. It's just really tough, dude. That's a yeah. that's a that's a good pick. Yeah, and, and and I and I know there's been a lot of talk about team and mental stuff on the side of MLP. And I've always thought that that was a factor, but I'm more of a, you know, analytical pick the best player type yeah. of person, yeah. but uh, the chemistry and I understand winning fixes that, but even before the tournament started, the chemistry with this team was very good. Yeah. And, and, and so that, that, that maybe sways me slightly more towards, you know, being a good teammate, that those type of type of characteristics giving you uh, value for, for the draft. So yeah. uh, everyone was was on the same page. That was nice that we had the which I'm, I'm a big proponent of now. I'm, I'm, I'm done with flexibility. It's nice in certain situations, but we got to Eva got to play double left side yep. because of Pablo in the first three events and then double left side women's and mix CJ because of yeah. CJ Klinger. Yeah. And I think that's, that that's, that's a big deal. Yana got to play her side. Everybody's playing their sides. Everyone's locked into their role. Yeah. And, I, and I think that helped us quite a bit. That's very much a big deal for sure. Um, do we have any information about MLP going forward into 2024? I think we're getting away from the draft. We're going into free agency model. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people are kind of upset that there's not going to be a draft, but I think it's, I honestly think it's going to be more exciting because there's more yeah. things that could happen. Yeah. So, so I, so yes, that, that is what we're leaning. The last I heard <laughs> things, things changed so quick. 
but uh, that's, yeah, that's kind of how I understand it's going to be kind of like English Premier League soccer. There's going to be some form of salary cap or possibly tiered off players to where to something to mitigate super teams and really bad teams. So, so there's going to be something yeah. along those lines where you can't just have one team buy whatever you know, top yeah. four, top 10 players. So yeah. uh, something along those lines, they're, they're kind of starting with the schedule about a blend of, you know, PPA and team format tournaments, uh, kind of pigging, piggybacking a couple of those together where uh, we'll have one event, what one team event, then one standard event. So another situation where there could be some week long yeah. stuff going on for 2024. And how I understand it is they have a lot of new, sponsorships and, and some money that's getting pumped in to start 2024 uh, kind of with the, the new look and, and all that, you know, money that comes from the, the sponsors and everything. So uh, yeah. that's, that's the last update I got on MLP. I think it died down just slightly, even though there's still plenty of things were uh, working. Yeah. I think, dude, it's what it's October now. I think, you know, start 2024 is going to be here so fast so like a lot of the stuff's got to be scheduled all the like how how the events are going to run how many events of each um how we're going to do the free free agency's got to start I, I would imagine before the end of the year mm-hmm. um so there's yeah there's so much that needs to be ironed out it's pretty wild but and i feel yeah this i mean this always happens right it's like something happens and then everybody's scrambling to make it work within a couple months and here we are so who it's knows? never easy. It's Maybe never easy. Is, Adam, <laughs> is this the last uh, merger slash tour wars we see, or is there more to come? I, I, I'd say there's more to come. Uh, <laughs> no, no, like no real knowledge of that. But I, I just based on get. based on history. Yeah, yeah. Based this is just history. this is just what it is. And yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's it's a little frantic. Uh, you know, the dust has not settled, and I just don't think this is the last last of it even though this is the situation that we're in right now yeah i mean there's less i mean we talked to tim a little bit about this like obviously the owners want to win but things have changed since the beginning of the year where where everything all the results for the year did count towards promotion relegation top 12 bottom 12 type deal and that's gone now Mm -hmm. so you know, we asked him a little bit and Tim's like, well, regardless, like I still, you know, take pride in this and want to win and, and all that. But yeah, there's certainly less on the line and more on the line moving into 2024. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for 2024 and to see, and to see how it happens. Like, are we going to have six people on a team where you have subs that can fill in for, let's say somebody's a really good, uh, singles player, mixed player or gender player, and we can have that player fill in for the team on a specific event. That sounds pretty fun and pretty cool to me. Yeah. Um, so I and like yeah, getting rid of alternates and just having a team where you have you have subs or right. players that can fill in. Yeah, no, and and Tim Tim was talking about this. He's like, maybe you if you can keep it under your salary cap or whatever limitations that you have, and you want to snag Lindsay Newman to play with Riley and maybe she doesn't play any of your other events, but she plays yeah. mixed with Riley or you get a, I don't know, a Colin Schickish or someone who's significantly better in one event than the other, most likely singles. And you have yeah. your single specialist for the dream breaker that doesn't bust your salary cap. These are the type of things and situations that GMs and coaches are going to have to figure out. And I, 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 I think it's cool. Yeah. I like it. Right. And, and, 
anytime you can get edges, like when things change, you can get edges, Rob. When everything is like super standard and it's been that way for a long time and somewhat figured out, like I think being a smarter, more innovative or, or intelligent, someone that can find an edge somewhere is not as available. So if things keep changing, that's one of the silver linings for me is that there's new ways to gain an edge and a new way to kind of be better than your, your opponents or, or your rivals, whatever. Yeah. Do you like the format as is, or are there any tweaks to the format that you would make going into 2024? Um, I, I, off the top of my head, I, I don't really think so. I, I like what they've, I like what they've done and whether maybe some of the main things that have been switched is like the scoring format. And I just, I just like that they're tweaking, you know, yeah. it's so young and I, I, I'm not even sure if this last one was, was perfect or way better than a previous freeze or whatever you yeah. want to call it, but they're tweaking and it seems like they're listening and they're, you know, trying to make some adjustments. And, and I like that. And I think that that's good. And that, that, you know, when people see that, like they like that as well. So I, I I'm fine with the format and I have no doubt this, it, it will change some moving forward in the next couple of years, but I, I think they're on the right track and I, and, and I like it. Yeah. And I think as a viewer, it's, it's, it's obviously so fun to watch and to like people, you know, I could if I was just a casual fan, I would go to I would go to the venue, see the first match, and I would be there all day long just because the matches, you know, as a player, the matches move quick, right? Um, which can be which can be tough because you get in a hole, it's tough to climb out of it and this kind of scoring. Um, but as a fan, it's like every game goes pretty quick to 21 and then you're off to the next one. Like it's one of those things, it's almost like binge watching Netflix where you could just I could just keep watching. Yeah, you know, my, my my parents say the same thing. They've been to a lot of standard tournaments and MLPs, and they 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 just like the fact that every point matters. It really does. Yeah, and absolutely throughout the throughout the pool play. I mean, we've seen multiple one and two teams make it through from point differential percentage and the ability to follow a team. So of course they're following the hard eights. You know, the team that I'm associated with. But yeah. I think that there's a lot of fans there with a very loose association with a certain team or a certain player and they, they stick with that squad and that team and watch them throughout the day. Yep. And I, that's just not a dynamic you get at a standard tournament. And I, I think that my parents really enjoyed that. And a lot of the casual fans do as well. Yeah. That's a good point. Just thinking of, yeah, on that note, like I think geography is a big deal. And I think as we move forward into 2024, geography has to be more tied into, into, these teams and what's happening and actually have stuff based in these cities because uh we were playing you adam uh, the hard eights and i noticed this guy that was randomly like this big burly guy who turned out to be a trainer at lifetime um mm -hmm. just inside and he was like this is so cool like getting to watch this and i'm like dude thanks for thanks for cheering thanks for supporting he's like yo gotta support my hometown so, so he was the st louis guy and he was just he was, yeah, he was supporting the shock just because that's his hometown. That was his emotional tie to it. So he like mm -hmm. followed us, followed us all day and cheered for us. It was sick. So yeah. I think that's going to, that's going to happen more and more. And I think that to me, that's like kind of proof of concept that geography is really important moving forward with these teams. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, a tournament and they're, oh, I saw, I, I, I saw a post, Annalie Waters is the best, or I saw her on YouTube. She's the best. I'm going to watch her. And that's great. But what if they are from South Florida and whatever. 
yeah. Anna Bright and James Ignatowicz play on their local local courts, or they just have some light, loose, real geographic connection to yeah. a team. That can be all it takes to kind of latch on and be that fan. And uh, once again, it's great. No, agreed. Um, is MLP are, are MLP and PPA the same thing? Are we going to stop referring to them as separate entities now, or are they? Is it going to be just one brand name? Are we going to yeah. like? They're they're one and the same now because people keep asking me like, are you going to play P- PPAs next year? I'm like, what what is the PPA? Like, <laughs> honestly, it's like, aren't no, isn't know, it all the same? Like, it's MLP is PPA, PPA is MLP, unless I'm missing something. So, right. I just think there's a lot of like little weird questions that need to be answered in terms of this merger and like how it's all shaking out. And I hope those answers come sooner than later. Yeah, I, I mean, I I just keep hearing one umbrella, one umbrella. Yeah, we're all we're all underneath there, and I, I understand the formats are different, but yeah, maybe, yeah, it, it was more whatever the hell strategic partnership means. I don't know, or it was some of these yeah. terms that, that that people use before they were they had come to an agreement. They weren't necessarily working together before, right? You know, and, and so. Will it be something similar where they're just playing nice until we get some more info or some more something that happens? Or are they actually going to work together and, and really play off of each other and be one entity? I, I have no idea and we'll just have to see. But that would be a difference from what it was previously for sure as it was just two guys, two, two, two uh, whatever, uh, playing nice as opposed to working together. Yeah, and – on that note, like just thinking about like everything that needs to happen, like we talked about, you know, the schedule and all, all that stuff that needs to be ironed out. Um, what about the 90 plus, uh, maybe 100 plus player contracts that have gone out that are not specific to a merger? They're specific to what, whatever organization that you signed with, whether it be PPA or whether it be MLP. I would think all of those contracts need to be um, adjusted, revised to be under this umbrella company. Um, right. And then if that's the case, that's a, I mean, that's a, it's a lot of work to do too. Like negotiations with a hundred plus players on redoing these contracts. Sounds like, sounds like a lot of, <laughs> sounds like a lot it's of work. Like a disaster. Yeah. It doesn't right? sound fun. Especially, especially, you know, it would have been easier two or three years ago when there weren't, wasn't so many divas running around. Yeah. Uh, pretty, dude. pretty, pretty funny to see some of this stuff. It's, it's like, dude. So, so, some people are the exact same and some people could not be more different than they were just two years ago because of a, you know, a, a big head or, or, a, or, or something. So it's, it's pretty funny to see as I've been around for so long to, to see the whole progression happen. Just people, people will always be people, Rob. Yeah. And, and money doesn't change you. It just it magnifies the person you already are. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's very true. Uh, good, yeah. good statement there. So yeah, it's it, that, that's, I mean, it, it, no, no matter what the hell happens, there's a lot of work for a lot of people uh, moving forward to get this perfect. And we're just, that's why we're here, Rob. We're just gonna have to keep monitoring it and talking about it. And uh, I gotta, I gotta have a talk with my boy, Timbo. Uh, I always like to chat with him every, every week or two. He's always got some nice tidbits and some nice information uh, about everything, the comings and goings of pickleball. So Adam, uh, before we, before we, uh, before we get off here, there's a few things that I want to talk about, please. So a couple of things happening this weekend. We have the, the APP in Dallas, Mm -hmm. which, you know, and we also have the PPA in Vegas, which is a big draw. A lot of players going to that. And it makes me a little sad that Andre and I aren't going to play that because I think 
I think, you know, honestly, I think Andre and I are a top five team at PPA. Um, you know, we haven't really had many chances to, to show that or play that. We played Beer City and beat, you know, Pablo and Federico to get bronze. Um, but it would be fun to it would be fun to play the PPA and kind of see where we stack up because I think we are a top five team in PPA. Um, but we won't like we, we we're making too much money in the APP to even consider that. And you know we we both we both are loyal to to the organizations that have taken care of us, and APP has been great. So, um, but there's some fun stuff happening in the PPA that I wish I would be privy to watching in person. One of those being Adam Stone, that there is a player returning to the court that's been on, let's call it a little sabbatical. His name, his name is that's his alias, but Zane Affleck (laughs) is playing men's pro doubles with Tyler Wren. He's back. He's back. He's back. (laughs) He's back. Mac Mittens, Zane Affleck. Everybody, zip up your pickleball bags. Zane Affleck is back in the mix. One of my favorite players to watch. A bit of a klepto, but it's all good. Zane Affleck is back. One of the most athletic players that we have ever seen in pickleball. A little slight few issues in between the ears, or maybe a lot of issues in between the ears. But either way, I'm excited for this. But also not really, Adam, because I when I saw that he was returning... I was talking to Malin about it, and she's like, okay, I got to look up this guy. So we pull up his BYU baseball page. And, dude, I'm not kidding. This shocked me a little bit. Class valedictorian. Ooh. Would you have uh, ever thought? He was – Never. Dude. Never. Um, there's there's another one. He's, like, studying neuroscience in college. Um, he, he – dude, team captain baseball, bat, batted, like, 4-4. Four, four, like, insane athlete. Insane baseball player, class valedictorian, studied neuroscience. Like he, he, every accolade you could think of was on this guy's BYU baseball page. Go look it up. But she's like, this is, she's like, this isn't really the guy you were, this doesn't map to, or I was saying, this isn't really mapped to the guy that I was telling you about. And she's like, yeah, it does, because, you know, he was so locked in in high school and college that, um, and obviously very smart and just, you know, had been very focused and disciplined and driven and then just gone. And we're like, just let's, it's basically like, you're not allowed to drink your whole life. Then you get to drink and you just Mm -hmm. go hard. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's exciting. And uh, Tyler Wren, OG of the sport, not a big fan of dinking, maybe the least dinking player, uh, pro player in the history of pickleball, Tyler Wren. It's, it should be fun. And I'm expecting a, you know what? I'm going to give him a win. I'm going to say one and two. I'm gonna say I'm, one and two. They're gonna have to play qualies, right? There's qualies. Oh, they have to. They, they yeah, have to play yeah. qualies. And I could, honestly, I could see them going. It, it, all all of the range of outcomes are on the table. That's for sure. Yeah. I just uh, hope they make it on stream. I don't think they will, but I just hope they make it on stream at some point. Somebody go stream it, that match. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Somebody stream it with their iPhone, please. Anybody, anybody, do it, please. <laughs> this is he's back four four pieces back <laughs> stream oh, it so, so good uh and so not only that but um uh, i don't know if you've been keeping abreast of what's happening in south florida adam but there's a little place there's a little place called the pickleball house and i've grown very fond of this place i've mm-hmm. never been there but i've heard 
the the lore the lore is real and the stories that are coming out of it are real and these people maybe are not real but they maybe are real because they show up at tournaments sometimes we've got mr hugo i don't know if you know hugo if you don't that's a shame he's uh one of ignatowich's boys uh we've got we've got pickleball dave okay davis carvalho we've got jericho grohlman who made a Nice little run at the APP New Jersey with Mike Forster getting to the semis, losing 11-9 in the third to the Johnson brothers. Hey, 6-0 so, name. 6-0 name, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and and Jericho Jericho is a guy that looks like James. And stature and and playing style, bouncy, 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 footwork, split steps, like all, all of that. Um, plays the same paddle, wears a Vandy shirt. Sometimes call sometimes calls himself Jimmy. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, he's a he's a disciple, but he's also he's also very good. And he is playing with Zane Navratil this weekend at oh, the PPA Vegas. Nice. So that 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 will also be a very fun partnership. Gucci because, Zane because Jericho's Jericho's a right side player at this pickle house in in Florida where he lives. He has chosen not to live in one of the bedrooms. He has chosen, and in the living room, they have not much furniture, but they do have a temporary pickleball net. And Jericho is so Jericho is so disciplined and so committed to the right side, playing the right side, that he has chosen to set up his mattress on the right side of the kitchen Ooh. in this house. So he doesn't just eat, sleep, and breathe the right side. He also well, yeah, he sleeps. It. <laughs> he l- literally sleeps it. Wow, I I, I like this dedication. I He's mean, that's sl- and th- there's a picture that Dow showed me, and it's his mattress on the right side of the on the right side of the you know the court and the kitchen and this living room in Delray at the pickle house, and it's just like some covers and a dumbbell because apparently there's I think they use a 12 pound dumbbell and all they do. Everywhere they go, whether in their car, whether they're at home, they're just doing wrist curls to get that wrist stronger. Oh my God, for the flick, for the so, <laughs> dude, dude, the dedication is insane. It's real. Yes. Hey, and they're, and they're deking six hours a day. They don't have they don't have jobs. They don't they do. They're just deking and and, and James wrist is curls. one of them. James is one of them. I think James might be funding this whole operation. He, okay, he might be. He might. He or might, might not be. He and might so be funny. Was one of these characters the one that was following around James and kind of heckling and kind of got in Kyle Yates' head, I believe? And uh, I heard something about that at MLP as well. So James had a heckler with him, and I would imagine it's someone from the house. I would imagine so. I don't know, but I would say chances are very high that it was somebody from the pickle house that has James' back for sure. And here's another little tidbit since you two of your your main things about PPA Vegas were involved both Zanes. Zane Affleck was very much the best Zane in pickleball for quite a few years. And we called Zane Navratil Baby Zane. Yeah. That was started by Andrea Coop. We called him Baby Zane for not just a month or two, for a couple years before he became Gucci Zane when he was the best Zane in pickleball. And that's that's happened for a couple years as well. But Zane might be back to take his title, meaning Affleck. I was going to say, are we sure that Zane Affleck is still not the best Zane in pickleball? We'll find out, won't we? I mean, that we haven't had any you know, data to prove otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just saying. Yeah, maybe that was more uh, instead of uh, the pickleball community 
get, making him Gucci Zane. Maybe that was more self-driven by Zane Navratil, as he knew he was inferior to Zane Affleck which is, which throughout. Is smart. That's he's throughout. smart, though. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. That's that's a good. That's just good self-branding. You got to take care of that. Nip it yeah. in the bud. That's right. So yeah, fun stuff happening in Vegas. I wish I was there. I need. I need. I need. I need video of all of it, though. I need. I need Zane. I need Zane's first round qualifier match streamed by somebody out there. Get it done, please. Vegas. So uh, the stream queen will probably be there. Cimarron Gonzalez. That's the original stream queen. Oh, that's very true. She's from Arizona. Uh, Cimarron, if you're listening, let's get these matches up. You are the stream queen. Bring it back. Let's go. Yes. Um, But also Jericho and Zane. We need Jericho and Zane. This is the last name. What's the last name again? Grolman. This is oh, Jericho's introduction to that's the world. Good. This is it. He can't, the guy didn't get out of qualies in Atlanta APP, but he will make a splash in Vegas. All these sons of bitches focusing on their physical only. This man is committed physically and mentally with the mattress. Oh, He's got the curls it. physically. He's got it all going on. This is what pickleball will be moving forward. This is your time, Jericho. Let's get it. Also, Jericho did an Instagram story that, hey, hey, prof, hey, prof. Uh, I, I'm, I'm yelling. I'm too loud. The baby's oh. asleep. Hey. Everything I do is wrong. Everything <laughs> I do is wrong. No matter what, here we are. This is my Adam, life. You're just trying to, you're trying to be in the office, just, just working passionately, just make, just bringing home the bread and the, the just the bread, right? I mean, she she knows. I mean, she's listened before. She knows I'm a high-end content creator and pickleball personality. Yeah. What else am I supposed to do, Rob? What else am I supposed to do? Are you supposed to just leave the passion out of it? I don't think so. Come on, man. The world needs Goodness. it. The world needs your passion. The world needs your excitement. The world needs Adam Stone. <sighs> it's never easy, Rob. It's never easy. Why can't it be easy? Oh, so one more thing with Jericho. He had a he had a <laughs> Also, also, dude. Okay, anybody out there, go 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 look at Jericho Grohlman's uh, Instagram feed. It's 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 amazing stuff. You go back to this first post. This has to be like a new uh, like a new a new Instagram for him because it doesn't go that far back. But it was a picture of him playing tennis with a Temple University shirt on, and whatever the caption was, he was like, it was basically I can't remember offhand, but it was like I'm done with tennis focuses on pickle i'm coming for you mcmuffin or something like that dude this was like over a year ago when he was still playing tennis like he the dude was already dialed for 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 picky so anyways (laughs) he also had a very fun instagram story that was just an anime character running an anime character running 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 and it was just like you know talk he, he he tags colin's brother and he was just and he's and it was like you know legends die for a reason because the true legends are there to take his place and he's talking about himself of course dude jericho is all time jericho ladies and gentlemen jericho rollman let's end it right there rob that was perfect perfect done perfect done